the United States of America is called a Christian nation. Christian nation. Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, faith, faith politics, politics, history, history, and current events. Current events. And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I'm Derek Stone with a moment on sports, part one. The Detroit Red Wings defeated the Boston Bruins 5-3 this past Sunday. Alex Chason tallied a power play goal after 12 minutes and 22 seconds expired in the opening period. Moritz Sider shot the puck into the net while the Red Wings were shorthanded. Dylan Larkin lit the lamp when Detroit had the man advantage, and Adam Ernie scored in the middle frame to give the Red Wings a 4-0 edge, but Boston came storming back to cut the Detroit lead to one goal nearly six and a half minutes into the third period. The score remained 4-3 until the final minute of regulation when Andrew Kopp fired the puck into the empty net as the Red Wings captured their 30th victory of the season. In curling news, the Canadian men's team, captained by Brad Gushu, won the $100,000 grand prize at the Briar Tournament this past Sunday. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. Yeah, I had this whole applause and everything else going for the Canadian team going in. Uh, we weren't able to get that on the air. That's good news. $100,000. Boy, I could use that. I could fill up my gas tank with that kind of money. Wow. <laughs> so, hey, folks, Michigan, are we heading closer to a socialist state or are we already there? Uh, that's a question to ponder. So the one the one good thing Rick Schneider did when he was in office was he got and signed right to work. Now, since that time, I've been around and I know quite a few people that work in the union, and I have not found one who did not say that the union is now treating them better. They all agreed that now that the union has to work for them, rather than just sit back and collect their funds, that they were actually being treated better, being represented better, and the unions were doing their job in the private sector, at least for their workers. But now the state is going to totally reverse right to work, make you pay the union even if they're not doing their job. And in turn, the union will continue to give the Democrats more and more money because they are lining the coffers of the union rather than protecting the workers. I want to know what you think about that. The number is 734-822-1600. Give me your view on it. And if you're a union worker, I want to know. Let me know why you're for or against it. Um, I have not found a single, and I work with, with and around a lot of union people. And I'll tell you what, I'm not finding anyone happy about it. So if you're happy, let me know. If you're happy, clap your hands. 
And you know it. Clap and you know it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, right? Uh, or just be serious about it. Hey, joining me today is my co-host, Phil Sturgill. How you doing, Phil? Yeah, I'm doing great. And I love this particular topic because, man, there's there's all kind of uh, reasons to uh, to uh, oppose this legislation. Yeah. So before you get into all those reasons, I have yeah. to introduce my other co-host, Ed Bondarenko. Hello, hello, Mr. Ed. Hi, Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> so, good, good idea, bad idea, or. I, People, you have to understand where unions start. Unions as a socialist concept. I don't know if you realize that, but it is. And to force you into uh, a union should be criminal. That'd be like the state saying you've got to become uh, Jehovah Witnesses, which would be a good thing for the government. Then no one would vote for them. So they just have to be in because they don't believe in government. So they'd be in there. So let's just tell you, you have to belong to a certain religion, as my wife pointed out to me earlier, that you have to belong to a certain religion, adopt a certain uh, ideology, and uh, you would be okay with that. Yeah, Ed. Or take a certain shot. Or take a certain shot. Yeah, we hey, don't have that a, sounds way we don't, familiar. We don't have a government that would do that, thank God. But, or or take sick people and throw them in with old people. Oh, come on. That's atrocious. Nobody would do that. Not not this administration. Wait, wait. And that was this administration, wasn't it? That was this was administration, yeah. Murderers and thieves. Great. Now she just has more, more people supporting her in Lansing. Go ahead, Phil. Uh, what about the fact that they make it easy for the government to, to, to force things like uh, the green weenie ship on us? What I mean by that is, you remember when the the uh, truckers went on strike, and yeah. the leader of their group said, "I denounce his his workers." I mean, what would what would he do if they said they denounced him, and and it didn't win? There would be terrible punishment from uh, from the top down. Yes, yeah. and, and 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 right now the the uh, uh, deficit that the trade deficit that we're running with China is directly due to the union because they will not allow the salaries to be competitive with China in any kind of way, and that's that's wrong. And I, I think that the people of this country got to realize that. This 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 green idea of uh, ch changing the whole country to, uh, from petrol to uh, batteries and stuff like that. This has been bad, and we who's suffering the hardship? It's us people voting. You, you make a you make a point from <clears throat> talking about Chinese versus U.S. on the debt ratio and the Chinese. You know, the Chinese government, if you want an example of what a union does, the Chinese government is one big union. And once the big union has control over everything, the next thing you know, your pay goes down from, from $60 an hour down to a bowl of rice a day. Is that what you want? That's and where we're headed. There's a website called laborpains.org because of, because labor, because being a union can be painful. That's their slogan. And if you go there, you'll see the uh, 
interesting article they have about the corrupt union leadership of the UAW. They've been in jail. They've been in court. Uh, in fact, this particular article talks about in honor of President's Day, this last President's Day, the UAW put up a video honoring its past presidents. And I like what it says here. Let's start with Dennis Williams, who served as president of UAW from 2014 to 2018. Williams was convicted of conspiring with at least six other senior UAW officials in a multi-year conspiracy to embezzle money from the union. They actually were talking about Soviet socialist governments. That You know how they'd put out the history and then there'd be periods of time yep. missing? In this video, the years 2014 to 2019 are missing. That's something the UAW doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, you know, first of all, because you were reading from apostate material, Ed, uh, we <laughs> will have to send you to a re-education camp. I'm just letting you know, you're gonna have to go. Just go willingly and you'll be okay. If you fight it, well, I can't sign the paper, old man. You got it? Um, yeah, let we, me introduce you to my little friend. Yes. All right, we got Joe on the phone. We're talking about uh, the repeal of the right to work during this session. So I'm sure he's got a lot to say about how to grow magnolias in your backyard in the wintertime. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I wanted to talk about the XFL, but yeah, no, but seriously, uh, in the late 80s, I was in a union. I didn't ask to be in the union. I didn't want to be in the union. I was, of course, forced to be in the union. So since I was forced to be in the union, I decided to become a shop steward and uphold what I believed was the point and purpose of a union to actually work on behalf of and protect good workers and make a safe environment. But of course, the union is only interested in what dues they can extract from the workers to give away to themselves and Democrats. And, you know, when uh, it, I wasn't necessarily popular as a steward because it was clear if you had a legitimate complaint, feel free to come to me. But if you've got if you're one of these lazy SOBs and want to trump up some bogus bull, don't bother because I'm not going to file it. And then well, the you same thing, you know, the, the union showed themselves during contract negotiations. They, you know, were prepared to just put on a show, have a couple meetings, conclude ceremonies, and, and go on their merry way collecting more in union dues. And I was the only one in there saying no, like standing up to even my own people, some people stupidly wanting one more day off a year was their big issue or priority versus do you want more money in your check every week? And so the first chance I had to move out of the union job, I, I did so. All right. You know, thanks a lot, Joe. I appreciate the call. You know, one of the things he brought up is putting money in, and I think Ed, you even brought it up, is putting money into the Democrat pockets. Even maybe I brought it up. The union the union and the Democrat Party is like this. If you've ever watched the uh, crime shows, you always got the thugs that are paying off the bad cops. 
in this case, the thugs are the union and the bad cops are the Democrats. They, they don't, they, they, uh, Democrats know that they can get the thugs to pay them off if they just let them exist. So they have to make it able for them to exist so the Democrats can take kickbacks from the thugs. Got it? Yeah. It's sort of like uh, money laundering. Once again, it's like, like uh, FTX and the, the crypto, you know, the money goes into one organization and what? Ends right back up the National Democratic Party leadership. And the same with the union dues. It's a way of sucking money from one group to pay off the Democrats. So, like if, I under, so if I understand what I was told, uh, the state Senate has already passed a bill to, re, to undo the right to work legislation. And there's a copy in the House that's been passed, and now they just have to rectify them together so that then the governor can sign it. So it's pretty much a done deal if I'm understanding this. Is that right, Ed? Yeah, that's that's right. A few days ago, the Senate came up with their variation. Wetmer, of course, said she's going to sign whatever they come up with between the two houses in the, in the, the legislature. Yep. Now, the one thing that I ask is what is the protections that the that the Constitution holds in terms of uh, a person being able to to chart his own course on uh, on on labor, and this this has never, in my estimation, been given a big enough world because of uh, the numbers that uh, that that are involved here. But isn't there something in the uh, in the uh, uh, what is it? The interstate stuff. Interstate like commerce that, that uh, addresses this, where um, uh, they can't force you into a union or something like that because of uh, um, the the access to all of the states through through the interstate transfer. Uh, yeah, and here's how this was fought in the past, and I'm sure it'll still hold up because look who's in the White House. Here's how it's been fought in the past. You, they can't force you to join the union. So if you don't want to join the union, find a job that doesn't require you to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a, a democracy in, in effect, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, this is, this is looking like a done deal until we can get another one in. Well, how about we play their game once? How about we find a group that's big enough and organized enough that they could go out and get enough signatures on a petition to ratify our state constitution, giving us the right to work. Where is the where is the workers willing to do that? In the past, we fought really hard to just get the legislators to pass it through the house, but now we know that that only works for as long as uh, the right party uh, is in office. Because when the left party is in, they're going to just undo it. Has anyone even considered? Petitioning to go on and have it made a part well, of the Constitution right to work. Well, if, that's if, a referendum. If, yeah. if if everything worked out right, you you should be able to do that because the things that were promised if we went to a right to work state actually happened. Well, we are a right to work state and it's been happening and uh, the unions have actually been getting bigger because they've been treating their people right. And uh, the, the workers in the unions are happier because the unions are treating them right. 
But now if it's automatically you have got to join, the unions no longer have to do their work. They can sit back on their fat rear ends. And uh, I'm not sure about if I could use that word I wanted to use as a pastor. I'm not worried about the FCC. So <laughs> uh, they, uh, they're not going to be helping out the, their members. They're going to go right back to where they were in the 70s and the 80s and, and even into the 90s. Well, they're not they're helping them now. They're, they're certainly not helping them now with all of the damage that the Biden administration is doing with this green weenie nonsense. And 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 look at the look at the gas the, the gas prices. Look look at them. And they that's why I said I needed to win the hundred thousand dollars so I can <laughs> fill my tank. Yeah, and 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 right now they they are higher than they ever were. Under the Trump administration, and this is this is the time when they are lower, in you know in the year before the spring uh, uh, mix gets put in into uh, into the tanks, into the into the supply. Uh, you know, the, the, it always goes down in November and it goes back up in April, late April, early May. They start to go back up. At the rate we're going right now, it'll be about six dollars a gallon. By September. Yeah, you know, it, now here the argument the unions make is, well, everyone that works there should be in the union because when we negotiate, we negotiate for all workers, even the ones that are not. So they're getting a free ride. I'm sorry, Mr. Union boss. I thought your job was to negotiate for your union. What happens outside your union is no concern of yours. None. Your job is to negotiate only for your members and your members alone. If somebody else reaps a benefit from your work, so what? As long as you did your job for your union members. You want to you keep union members without them being legislated or forced into joining your union? May I suggest you just do your job. And people will want to belong because you're protecting them. I know somebody who is a firefighter who stayed in the union because he thought his union would, would do right by him. I would argue that I don't think the union did right by him at all, but that's my opinion. Uh, he might say different, but if you really want to union, Mr. Union boss, if you really want people to join, stop worrying about what other people are getting and work for your people. That's how you, you have people stay in your union. But instead you, you pay off the, the rotten cops in Lansing and uh, let them launder your money, as Ed says, and uh, they get away. They get away with uh, stealing your work, your money, union worker. They're stealing your money. Go ahead, Ed. Well, you're speaking of stealing, and, and granted, this was a number of years ago. And like Joe, it was the '80s. You know, they oh, things have changed since then. But uh, I was in the UAW, and. Um, Actually, as a the job I did for a long time was replacement operator, so I went and replaced everybody else's jobs, and often I was the stewards or the committeemen's they call it, the committeeman's uh, helper, and I'd go relieve people off their job while he talked to them. And so he and I would talk about issues. He was generally a good guy, but there were things going on that that we knew were wrong. And then one day I got put out the door for something I did. And I was out the door for three weeks or three days rather. And I couldn't find my committee man. It was bogus. Everybody knew it was bogus. But this one foreman just had it in for me. And uh, another foreman said, I was trying to get you back in, but I couldn't find your committee man. And he was a friend of mine. 
And I finally found him and I said, where you been? He says, I went down to Kentucky. I said, what are you doing in Kentucky? He says, I had to get out of the plant because if they could find me, they'd have put Frank out the door. And so I wanted to let things calm down before, if they can't find me, they can't put Frank out the door. Frank was famous as being the radio, Radio Frank, the thief who took car radios out of the plant, sort of like the Johnny Cash song, to sell them on the market. So they're protecting a thief and a number of us who had real grievances were harmed. And then later, many of these grievances were traded off at the annual, at the uh, triannual negotiations were not removed from our record so that Frank could maintain his employment. They traded off all these so that Frank could stay employed. Known thief. Yeah, well, that, that's the union for you. And they, they'll say, well, it's not going to be that way now. We've evolved since then. So the union yeah, will right. be better. No, as soon as you put them back in power, well, absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? 734-822-1600. You got a few more minutes. Well, after the break, we'll take one or two calls if they come in. If not, we are going to get in after the break discussing pronatalism and how it's destroying the universe and why the Marvel, why the Marvel universe would not save the problem. We're in deep trouble, folks, and you. Mr. Christian, you, Mr. Mr. Uh, Conservative, you're the problem. You're destroying the universe, and not even the rich millionaire Iron Man can save it. <laughs> how's that? How's that for a Tony trailer? Stark? Yeah, Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, so, anything else on uh, the union stuff? I could sit here and get angry about it all day long, and I will. But uh, I've got I've got other things that make me angry that I want to discuss. <laughs> Well, on the flip side, as far as my union involvement, I'd, I'd have to say it was a union company uh, agreement that actually got me the training for the skill set that I employ today. So there is that. However, I will say the only way I got into the union was because of a relative. The only way I got into that plant, myself and another friend, was because of a relative we knew, and that was our Uncle Sam. Everybody else had cousins, fathers, and uncle, other uncles but it was our Uncle Sam because of a veterans program that we got in. We're the wow. only two that didn't know anybody in the plant. That Uncle Sam didn't want him want you working for him anymore, so he got you somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, got that's it. right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, any last words on this, Phil? No, you know, it, 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 it's just that people just believe uh, that this is good because that's what the people want. But how many people would want things like what happened to you to happen on a regular basis? And it does in the union. Now, you had to see what was going on in, in, in my union that I've been a member of for 60 years. So Yeah. Well, let me tell you. They they were discussing in in my week in the job that where I work at the week, they were discussing about possibly our our department unionizing. There were people discussing it. When the rumors that they were going to do away with right to work, and these were people that were willing to join, but when they were hearing that there was conversations of doing away with right to work, they changed their mind. They're saying no, because what happens when now we cannot make sure the union keeps doing what we're paying them to do? We have no control. So they went from considering it to saying, oh, hell no, because we have no control over that. And uh, so that's where we're at, folks. 
You elected them, people. Would, would wake up and, and, and understand that what is happening now with the gas going up is going to happen every time because the, 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 the party in charge, if it's the Democrats, will open up the purses of the Treasury and start doling it out. Okay, now think about this. We can only say I told you so to these people, to these liberals so many times. Um, where do we move to next? That's the music, folks. We'll be back after these messages on a moment of clarity. Pastor Richard Dietering on Wham. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I'm Derek Stone with another moment on sports. In the first round of the NCAA men's basketball tournament last night, the Fairleigh Dickinson Knights joined the Maryland Baltimore County Retrievers as the only 16 seeds to defeat a one seed when the Knights defeated the Purdue Boilermakers 63 58. Sean Moore tallied nine of his 19 points behind the three-point line. Dimitri Roberts nailed four field goals and three free throws that yielded 12 points. And Cameron Tweedy buried five out of six shot attempts to total 10 points to aid the victorious Fairleigh Dickinson squad. The Knights will try to become the first 16 seed to advance to the Sweet 16 when they battle the Florida Atlantic Owls tomorrow night at 745. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. That's right, that's right, I'm sad and blue, because I can't do the boogaloo. I'm lost, I'm lost, can't do my thing, and that's why I sing. Give me, give me that thing. We gotta stop them somehow. We gotta stop them somehow. You know, I watch that movie ever since I started incorporating that line into the tag on this show. I've watched that movie probably three times. And you know what? The acting has not gotten any better in it. <laughs> Soylent Green? Yeah, there's yeah. There's a few good Edward G. Robinson is the, is the only thing in there that is worthwhile. And that one line, that one line right there and everything Edward G. Robinson, everything else is like, man, where did they get? These must be union actors, you know? <laughs> See how I did that segue there? Um, Charlton Heston, Moses. Yeah, he was a union actor. You know, and I was saying this during break, I am not against private sector unions, as long as the people have a choice on whether or not they want to join them or not. I, I see that as a negotiating tool. That's fine if you want to join. But I don't like it that you're forced to join. I don't like it that you are a mandatory member of this social club that is going to take your money and put it in areas where you may not want it to go. It's kind of like our taxes. There's places I don't want my tax money to go. I wish we had a say where that went. But you even have less choice. And by the way, um, Who's going to control, who really controls uh, the amount you have to pay out of each paycheck? The union. 
Now, I have even a bigger problem with the public sector union because now we're negotiating against ourselves or with ourselves. Hey, I work in a social or public sector union and uh, hey, I vote to pay me $5 more. Yes, (laughs) an hour, whatever. Well, you know, this only passed 56 to 53, one Republican absent. So it would have been 56 to 54. That means there's only two votes away from being a tie on this. And that's for something this big. I don't know, frankly, I don't know the margins it passed by to get us right to work. I could look that up. But the thing is that the Democrats in this state have such a narrow margin, and yet they're going so radical so fast in order to implement their agenda. Guns is another example. They overreach on guns. And what's got to happen is there's got to be a grassroots revolt, particularly targeting the uh, the the two or three marginal candidates that barely eked in in the last election and basically have them recalled and retake the legislature. We've got to do something. Yeah, well, then the problem is, is trying to repass that bill and have the governor sign a right, the, this governor, governor oh, sign Oh, I understand right that, but but we can block the other stuff that's coming forward and then take yeah. the next election. I believe if we can get election of elections fixed somehow in this state, we can take back. Now watch how you say that. We don't fix elections. We want the process <laughs> Democrats fix Re- elections. Real want to clarify, we do not fix elections. Do not listen to Ed Bobarica. <laughs> do not listen to the man behind the screen. All right, we got two callers on the line, and everyone knows which one I'm going to take first because, well, my life depends on it. Gaylene, how you doing? Hi. Hi, baby. <laughs> you always make me sound like I'm so mean. I'm lovely. I would never, I would never want to mislead my listeners. Hey, I'm super nice. I'm kind. I'm generous. I'm caring. I'm only vicious when I have to be. Yes, dear. Okay. (laughs) Hey, I wanted to talk about the union because I want you to remember back in Rome when uh, when the uh, the 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 ruler of the time declared everybody Christian. So suddenly you are compulsory Christian, right? Whether you believed in it or not, you are suddenly compulsory Christian, and that's exactly how I feel about the unions. This is like forcing somebody into a religion that they do not necessarily espouse. This is not their ideal. And, I mean, if you forced everybody to be Muslim, which, you know, at the, at the point of a sword, how is this any different? Well, you're like I said, very welfare, your well-being, your ability to care for your family, you don't like the job, your ability to buy and sell. It is exactly the same thing as compulsory making somebody join a religion. I, I, I actually agree with you on that. What I'm saying is their answer is if you don't want to join the religion, don't take that job. Or if you don't want to join a union, don't take that job. Hey, if you don't want to join that church, don't join that church. Right. Right. Except that here's the thing. This is the only thing I'm qualified to do. I've done it for 15 years. I've got I've got another 15 years before I can retire, but I have to quit my job now because I don't agree with your ideology. Right. How do I support my family? That is exactly what they're doing to people. All right. It you is are, like you, you, compulsory you are espousing. Religion. You are espousing common sense. You need to stop that or you will go into the re-education camps. 
I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm ready because I'm really good at camping. <laughs> I might I teach them a thing or two. What's that? What's that, Ed? I want a cot near the stove. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, thanks for calling. Hey, we got on the phone. Put on your seatbelts, folks. It's Walter. Haven't heard from Walter in a while. How you doing, Walter? That's right, Dag Nabbit. <laughs> hey, Dag Nabbit. <laughs> hey, that's a white. Hey, that's a white man's exchange cuss word. You know, if you're Christian, you got you got to come up with some exchange cuss words. So we exchange. Cuss words like dag blastic, dag nabbit, dad gummit. That's so actually it's a black out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Express our 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 anger. But look, man, check. Well, let's get on to the subject here about Yeah, please do, because we gotta talk about how you're destroying the universe here right after this. Yeah, the unions. Blame it on the last minute Dobbs people. The abortionites are back. It came full it came out. In great, this is what we've been told. It came out in great numbers, record-breaking numbers. Some college students at the last minute was forced to vote for a stretchy, wretched, wretched Whitmer. And the Dobbs, I think Charlie Kirk was even warning that he said, "I don't want to rain on you guys' parade, you conservatives, but I fear that we have a last-minute Dobbs crowd that's going to come out and get these Democrats back into Congress, running, you know." Back in Congress, and these governors and mayors, whatever you, whatever you have. But we've been told in Michigan that that's what these are the people that gave us the uh, forced unions on us again. again. The abortionite crowds that voted Whitmer back in office. Now, me, if I was a self poll taper take taker by, by the standards in Michigan, by all the people I talked to before Trump won and before the midterms and all the other general elections, whatever, I could not find that one person out of every one person that hated, um, that hated, what's her name, uh, Tudor? Yeah. No, they. Tudor Dixon. One person here. No, let me do, let me flip it around. I can find you ten people that hated Gretchen. Oh. And I still I'm still puzzled. Was the election stolen in Michigan, as well as those proposals? Was that some scam going on? Because we won nothing. They got the they got the what Supreme Court of Michigan, the governorship, and that's the reason we got the unions, forced unions on us. The cancellation of Rick Snyder's. That's the only thing he probably did good. That's the only uh, thing he did good. Work. Yeah. That and he didn't think try about to fix people, the, the system where he could run a third term. Us, oh, Gretchen did that. So the abortionites <laughs> gave us um, the reversal of uh, right to work. What do you think about that? The voters, uh, that is. It's, uh, I, I think what we're facing is that the left knows that they have this this short period of time to get as much radical stuff passed through because they don't have anything, they, they don't have dope to run on anymore. They don't have abortion to run on anymore. So they've got to get everything else uh, pushed through as fast as they can and hope that the people like the nanny state. And, uh, but they need the nanny state in place and part of that nanny state system is the union. The union will keep their workers in line for the Democrats. So yeah, it's, it's all a big, uh, it's all a great big feeding frenzy right now. Thanks a lot, lot, lot for remember. calling, Walter. Appreciate it. Always do. Um, so, 
I want to touch on this because I, I read this and I, now I'm finding out that there are actually schools across the country and across the world that are incorporating classes, uh, college level classes where you can sign up and you can get credit to just to study pronatalism and overpopulation and what it's doing to the world. And uh, apparently none of it's good. That uh, that. For those people that are pro-birth, that are pro-child and everything else, we are endorsing an overpopulation of this world that uh, this world can no longer sustain. And therefore, it's going to aid, get this, and I, you had to know this was coming. This is going to aid, the overpopulation is going to aid to the greenhouse effects and it's going to cause further and further global warming. So if you are willing to murder your child, you will save the universe is their argument. If you're willing to have an abortion, you could be working to save the universe. What I'm not understanding through all of this, if you look at the numbers, is the countries where the population is the most rampant, to use their words, is in African countries. So what do we do with that? Well, because the African countries, because the African countries are, are overpopulating this world more than any other country, what do we do about Africa, huh? Where is the liberals going to go with that? I don't How know. dare you? How dare you? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, the the they they uh they can get away with wiping off a minority uh, and and get away with it because they offer the, the Democrats and and that that ideology are always telling you that they are for the little guy. But in reality is they are devastating to the little guy because the little guy can't do for himself because of him. I am talking about the continent of Africa where overpopulation right now is exceeding that of China in areas because well, China has, has uh, control of how many children you can have and then the taxes go up. So right now where, what are they gonna do about the continent of Africa overpopulating and destroying this universe? That they don't even look at that, but no, they blame the Christian in the United States and the Christian in other countries because they want to protect the life of children in their in their neighborhood, in their country. They want to protect the life of children. And in so doing, it's going to cause an unsustainable uh, level of people in which the, the world will be destroyed. And you know what? I have found that uh, population corrections have come uh, time and time and time again, and it's never going to happen. But and what I mean by that is nature takes its course, right? Should we, be the, should we be the judge of who dies so so we can live? I mean, what was the guy in Australia who ran the zoo, his daughter? I'm trying to, the guy who got killed by the stingray. Uh, there uh, goes Derek. Look, look, there uh, goes. Derek will find it, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he had his TV show. He was wonderful. He got killed by a stingray. Yeah. Um, His daughter's solution to all of this years ago was we just need mankind to die out completely, mm. you know, so so that the world and, and the kangaroos can, can live a happy life. Well, until the lion eats the kangaroo and then the kangaroo's no longer happy. <laughs> so who is it? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, yeah, his daughter. I should have known that's the name of my boss. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and what's so sad about that is is Steve Irwin's daughter reminds me so much of the how dare you. Yeah, 
Thornburg girl. Yeah. But uh, uh, but but what reminds you. me of them are these black uh, Congress people and and and, and leaders, uh, mayors, and all of them. And, uh, they are the same ilk. They believe that every abortion should be had, no matter what goes on. And and black women are the 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 target. If, if they would be the, called a target anywhere else in any other situation because of the outs. I mean, just overkill on the numbers. I want I want to show you a progression here. Because right now, the new thing they're pushing is uh, the reason to have an abortion is global warming. Back when Roe v. Wade was first approved by the Supreme Court, uh, the question was, when does life begin? That question, when does life begin, went out the window. Then it became an issue of viability it's still part of the when does life begin and then it became an issue of rights it's uh, whose right is it is it my right to tell a woman what she can do with her own body i would say that if a woman says no you should say no and and give her her right but what happens when that child becomes life does her rights does her rights have the right to eliminate the rights of another our system is built on the idea that you have rights but your rights cannot interfere with another person's rights and that's what happens with abortion. And this is starting to finally catch on. And so now they're changing the narrative again. It's no longer about when does life begin. It's no longer even a question about rights because they're we're proving now that rights of the human being inside her still deserve human rights. So now they're changing the narrative as if we let your child born, we're all going to die. That's the new narrative. They're totally when they start losing a battle, and it takes a while to win a battle in this because you got to you got to convince people of ideologies, convince people of facts, convince people uh, of logic, and uh, then after you start making headway that way, they just change your narrative. And now the narrative is, and they're teaching it in the universities, folks, that if you have a child, you're helping destroy the world. It's your fault. Uh, I'm getting the Heil, Heil Rick sign from from Phil on Skype here. Well, that's the same topic. Uh, have you seen yeah. the proposal for the uh, uh, South Carolina uh, uh, proposal where they want to make the aid a a, a, uh, a human? Make it, you know, uh, and and then they also said. To clarify what you're saying there, so just to cut you off because you didn't finish that thought. What they're saying is, what age after birth can we kill our child? Yeah. yeah, up to what age? So after the child is born, but you see now this this works within the new narrative, Phil, because now the child's born. Now the child is now a strain on the system, and it's going to help further the destruction of the world. So we've got to be able to. Uh, wean out some of the younger people and some of the older people. And if we do that, we can control it. So, you know, the, the two and under group, they're fair game. And well, Ed and you, Phil and my, me, and you'll be there soon, Derek, are in the elder group where they can just decide to uh, say, hey, you've done your time. We're going to be into the soil and green era. 
you've done your time. You've been a strain on the system for too long. Now we're going to let you uh, die with some drugs and some pretty videos in front of you. And uh, you'll go in peace. Because we don't want you taking up resources on this world anymore. That is where we're heading. And you can see it because of what they're actually stating is that people on this universe are causing the destruction of it. So we've got to shrink the population. How are you going to shrink it? Except by killing the elderly and, well, the most vulnerable, the elderly and the babies. Yeah. Well, I think you remember the movie Logan's Run. I remember reading it as a book and was excited when they made it into a movie about anybody over 30 would submit to something like Soylent Green. Soylent Green set the bar way too high for end of life for people who are going to be euthanized. Logan's Run sent it at 30. Because remember, you couldn't trust anybody over 30 anyhow. Well, okay, now now we have to change my statement from earlier. Derek, you're in the group too that can be totally eliminated. He's nodding his head. <laughs> but they're okay, not just, like, all right, whatever they want. Derek they're is not just, just too going. willing of a participant. <laughs> they're just not going for the old people either. There's all kinds of stuff going on here. There's the death cult. Um, actually, I'm going to have Amy Kelly of War Room and Daily Clout, uh, who th their organization has gone through, obtained the Pfizer documents and sifted through them and made them accessible. And we're going to talk about that. And one of the things is, is the procreative damage that the shot has done to so many people. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's destructive. Um, and so we're going to be talking about that. Well, it kind of gets me confused. Why would Pfizer want to slow down the population of people? Because if there's more people they have, the more people they have getting sick, the more people they need taking their medicine. Why do a number of organizations go against their own financial interests to promote woke and then get beat down because of it? And Disney comes to mind. A number of other companies come. A lot of these people have hijacked these organizations and businesses and are using them for their own philosophical bent. Look at the WEF. Pfizer's definitely heavily involved in the WEF and they want to reduce world population because they feel that there's not gonna be a mouth, enough mouths to feed or whatever that you know we're doing horrible damage. They are the Thanos. You mentioned Marvel Cinematic Universe earlier. Right. WEF is the Thanos. They want half the population of the galaxy to disappear with a snap of their fingers. But unfortunately, it's going to have to be by other means. There was, and I heard it was destroyed. I don't know if they rebuilt it, but there was a uh, this mystery monolith in Georgia. Right. Yeah, it's been destroyed. Yes. We yes. talked about it on air. We did a show yeah, about it, you and I. Yeah. Uh, and on it, one of, the, one of the things it said we needed to do was to decrease the world population to like 500 million or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, it was a, just a r extremely low number. Uh, and this is all part of the save movement. My suggestion stones. is, what's that? The Georgia Guidestones. Yes. My suggestion to my friends and to the people out there, uh, and I know some young couples that are looking at getting married, and I'm sure they had the discussion, how many children do you want? And normally it's, I want, I want two girls and two boys, and uh, or something like that. Double it. Yes, woman, well, I'm going to ask you to pick up your labor here. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you don't have to unionize over it. Just, you got to go through more labor. All right? Double whatever you decided. We need more babies. There. Go ahead, Phil. Head. Any, has anybody other than North, uh, South Carolina 
came up with the idea to to uh, protect the egg. And, and and this to me, I, I see this as as a, a space for a, a real attack on them, calling them extremists, calling them everything that you can think of. When this comes out and this passes, and they uh, and this is going to be, they're they're going to have a terrible name. When they here, here, here's something shocking, Phil. You keep talking about South Carolina in Michigan with the new law passed. Technically, that involves can involve the child if it's born early. They can kill the child because it's still yeah, not up to term. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm telling you. And didn't they call? The people that the right to life is in Michigan extremists because they had that view yep. of, of uh, protecting the child. But they went a little bit further. They went back and did it. And if they do that, then, then you know, you could. Hey, that's music in the background. Real quick, Ed, last word. Extremism in the, de in the defense of life is no. Oh, what's the word Goldwater used? Okay, no deficit. We'll, use it. we'll use it next week. Folks, you have a blessed day. We'll see you next week on Moment of Clarity. You've been listening to a Moment of Clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on Wham Radio.